Andre Segovia Show. Welcome to the Andre Segovia Show. I am your host, Andre Segovia. Thank you for joining me on this particular episode that I'm doing because I've never done one of these before. This is a Q&A. Uh, yeah, I asked you to ask me questions, and you did, or at least most of you did, on uh, some through most of the socials that I that I have, and others in person, which I appreciate as well. So I told them, I am not going to answer you in person because I want to save these questions for the first Q&A segment that I wanted to record for the, the program, or just uh, in any uh, in any way in general, because I've never done one of these before. So uh, this became an, uh, an AMA and asked me anything. So I, I took the questions and I took the five best because some of them were like the same. So I took uh, the questions and I segmented them because, you know, it's, some of them had like a theme to it. So I broke them down like this and I'm going to timestamp them so you'll know the difference. Uh, real estate, as expected. Thank you. The other one is tech, obviously. Thank you. And another one's more along the lines of stuff that I do and stuff that interests me. So that's uh, like uh, some of my personal, I guess, pop culture favorites of sorts and uh, health and fitness. So those are the four segments that I've broken the questions down to. And I want to get the ones that if some of you that are not interested in hearing about real estate. Well, you know, it's, that's kind of the theme now, but um, I'm going to address those first. And I'll make my way down those segments. And again, I, I timestamp these, uh, um, not the questions themselves, but the segments. So um, you can hear out what I have to say for each of them. So let's go through with them, shall we? Because this could be very, very long. So I want to keep it as short as possible. Okay, uh, question one. Uh, is it a good time to buy? Well, that's always a good question. And depending on who you are, my question is, uh, my answer is simply this. If you're ready to buy and you qualify, go for it. It's like some people are concerned because the prices can be high. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, the prices are high. I'm gonna wait for the prices to go down. The the downside for that though is that if the prices go down, the interest rates for the loan go up. And depending on what you're after, if it doesn't go down in the price range that you are hoping for, uh, most people have done the math with um, that I've consulted. They're like, yeah, it is the best time to buy when you're ready. So they um. Uh, they realize that uh, the interest rate being higher makes the house more expensive. Like the product itself is cheaper, but the loan is more expensive. So that's the stuff that you're stuck with. And um, it's just, it just doesn't work out uh, too well in that respect. The other flip side to that question is like, well, is it a, is it a good time to buy and you're not ready? Well, then uh, take your steps to get ready. And I, and I recommend you check out my episode on my show, um, my top five tips for first-time buyers. All right, next question up. What is up with the market? And this is re- referencing to the housing market. Um, of course, if you watch the national news, it'll give you a national consensus, like what's up and what's down, but it's taking into account this. Like, if, oh yeah, the medium home uh, right now it's $750,000, but it's taking a home that's like priced 250,000 and compared to like a million dollars or something like that, like a million and a half. If you take a half of that, yeah, the medium home is 750, but you're only taking like the extreme ends and averaging in, uh, those two out. No, it's like to each their own. So the market that I service is in Southern California, mostly Los Angeles and uh, Orange County. So for that, that itself is like each things are different segments so it's really hard to pinpoint certain things but over here the market is still pretty hot uh, there's low inventory that drives uh, the current prices either to maintain the same or go up a little higher because because of bidding war for example um there's a property that uh didn't move all that much in the market uh but uh that's 
as soon as um, one offer came in, a bunch of offers came in. And then another one that just went uh, into a listing on Friday um, is opening escrow as of this recording, which is three days later, which is nuts. And over asking. And maybe it's location. The locations are pretty similar to where these properties were at. It's just uh, one's a condominium and the other one's just a house. So it's just, uh, I guess, to each their own. So that's what's up with the market. If you really want to know what your market is like, if you're not here in this area because you can't ask me directly, I recommend you talk to your local agent. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, is rent control coming to Anaheim? A lot of you have no idea where Anaheim is. Anaheim is home to Disneyland Resort. Yep, the original Disneyland Resort. And also home to the Angels that won the World Series back in 2002 and we're still waiting for them to go back. Um, there is rent control coming to Anaheim? This is a loaded question actually because there's a, there's been a lot of developments happening and it's a big deal because this is considerably the biggest city in Orange County and perhaps the number one tourist-driven city uh, because of the sports teams we have, Disneyland itself, the Disneyland parks that surround it. Um, a lot of the transit that goes through here as well and the industrial area so it's 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 a really big uh, city in that respect and if it comes here odds are some people are afraid the dominoes will fall and then more of orange county would be introducing rent control ordinances so is it coming the battle rages on uh some people are taking some of the situations out of context and blowing that out of proportion so because of that i'm going to cover that in a separate episode that i recommend that if you are in this area and it interests you you're going to want to know what is up um, let's just say that what's going on is driving me to reconsider uh, running for city council again um, because yes i did attempt for here for anaheim um, but uh that was some time ago. Okay, next question up. Uh, do I need a broker to sign off on my licensee exam? This is in relation to trying to be a real estate agent here in the, uh, the state of California. Uh, these guys always change their names. So it's either the California Department of Real Estate or the California Bureau of Real Estate. Why did they switch? I don't know. They just get bored with the title or something. But in, in that... Uh, um, in, in the actual application, which I'm actually looking for right now, preparation meant I had it, huh. there is, okay, for some reason it's not popping up in my emails. The, the, the short answer is this. If you're training under an agency, odds are they probably told you you need to sign. They need to sign off on your exam. Um, that's probably because they're anticipating you being in their office with an active license. Uh, if, if you're a sales agent, um, probably that might be the best way. And you'll be tied to them. And to get out of there would be a little difficult. But it's also a recompense to them, so to speak, if you are studying under the tutelage of that real estate um, agency. Um, I don't like deceiving people, but um, based on what I saw, and I suggest you uh, you check it on the license itself, because um, on the application, if you're gonna if you're gonna get a license and you're not gonna have it active, that means you're gonna sign later because you're getting a sales agent. You gotta be under a broker to to be later. There is no one that needs to sign off on that. You can take the exam anytime you want. If you want to have active status immediately, one of the things that facilitates the process is to have a broker sign off on it. That's based on the notes that I read on the on the licensee exam. Now, when I took the exam, the rules were a little different back then. They're less stringent now than they were then don't know why um but anyway it was much more difficult to be uh, to become a broker than it was to become a citizen not a joke I'm, I'm not kidding that's how bad it was so i i'm a broker and uh, um I, I didn't have to sign up for anything so just 
then you know that but you can double check with the um, the bureau or department of real estate whatever they are now to confirm that yourselves okay um, and i'll leave a contact information in the show notes so or in this case youtube video description down below all right last question in this segment can i borrow your mls this relates to the multi-listing service and there are people that do ask me this uh, that are investors or some some buyers or sellers that are really curious because the multi-listing service is this it contains the property data of active pending or sold properties almost all the history in a particular region is held in the mls now i can tell you this much no because it's illegal and it's mine i paid for it and some people want to piggy bank off me just because they don't want to pay me a commission fee to help them with this thing i see that in construction uh, where people they ask a bid from a construction company to go out and bid if we bid too high like oh okay i'll just get handyman to get the job done then the investor comes back and say hey you know what i actually need a permit to do this so can i borrow your license like go pound sand man people uh, people Okay, I don't want to get worked up over that. So the answer is no, you can't borrow my MLS. <laughs> so next segment, this one's regarding tech. I want to address uh, all of you on YouTube for the tech stuff. So um, I got asked this re- most recently, what computer do you use on the go? So for those of you who know, I do bounce around offices. This is one of my uh, main offices, a home office. So um, I, when I bounce around and or if I go to conventions or, or seminars, my uh, device of choice to be on the go is my uh, a Pixelbook, my Google Pixelbook. Um, it's uh, it's it's a great product. It's a it's a head turner. Everywhere I go, everyone looks like, wow, that is nice. And yeah, and then they realize it is not exactly a computer. It's a Chromebook. Um, I did buy for the third time that ridiculous Pixel Pen, and it's come in handy a lot a lot better now after some updates. It works a lot better. It's still not as it's still nowhere near as good to use as the uh, Apple Pencil on my iPad Pro or the Surface Pen on my Surface Pro. But um, that's my go-to device because of the battery and because almost all my business runs on the cloud anyway, so I need Chrome. It's the best way to go. Okay, next question. Uh, what are you doing with an iPhone? <laughs> that has a lot to do with this guy, the Apple Watch. And I wanted to give this guy a shot. Uh, and honestly, when I got the, the Apple Watch, it was literally a glorified fitness tracker. Um, but after I gave it a shot, legit because this is 4g lte but it cannot work without a stupid iphone you know and i say stupid because i still don't really like the the experience itself when it comes to using um an iphone for my daily needs if i didn't have my trusty note 9 i'd be losing my mind um but i will tell you this much though uh communication wise i was pretty impressed by this so that's uh so the long and short of it, communication-wise, to get everything done, um, I rely on on Apple products to communicate better. Because uh, yes, I can do that with Android as well, and I use Google Voice anyway. But the experience with the watch and not having to be literally tethered to my phone, like when I go out to the gym or out for runs or anything like that, and use Apple Pay on this, is much more accurate and effective than what I tried using on my Android Wear watch with LTE that didn't have Android Pay, and it didn't even have a heart rate sensor, or my Samsung watch that didn't have LTE, and the other one was just too freaking big for my wrist. So uh, this one's just the right size, and it works fantastic, and this heart rate sensor on the, four, on the Series 4 is top-notch. Okay. That's why I use an iPhone because it doesn't work without an iPhone. All right, what do you track your steps with? Uh, that's 
it's kind of this right now because I actually burned out my second Under Armour band, but I'm waiting for the Galaxy Fit. It supposedly went for sale or pre-order in the United States. I haven't been able to find that buy button, so I'm still waiting on that. Next, do you still use a BlackBerry? Oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't ask it like that. That's like this, you still use a BlackBerry? Yes and no. Yeah, you probably see my review with the BlackBerry uh, Key 2 uh, LE and also the BlackBerry Key 2 that I finally got my hands on, both in red. Um, yes and no. The reason I say no is because uh, they don't. The the Key 2 LE was underpowered. It couldn't handle almost anything I threw at it. So forget it. It didn't stay with me. The Key 2 held up way better, but because it doesn't, it's not optimized for Verizon. I ran into so many issues and you really want to know all my thoughts on that phone, um, check out in the video description down below the link to the review for that. Also, I have a link to the reviews of the Apple Watch and the iPhone XR. So just, uh, so the reason I say I still kind of use a BlackBerry is because on my Android devices, I use BlackBerry services, which includes the calendar, the context, the uh, BlackBerry launcher, and um, the, the privacy shade. Oh, I should show you this. This is actually really cool. Uh, so here's my home screen, right? If you use the privacy shade, because when you're dealing with real estate or anything of the sort that, that has sensitive people's uh, sensitive documents and information, and you're reading it in public, this is one of the most awesome ways to read documents. So no no peeking eyes can actually uh, check into what you're reading, and you can control the opulence of the or the transparency of the of the privacy shade so um you don't you don't have to worry about prying eyes taking pictures of your screen so that's pretty awesome okay next one over what's the next big thing in tech hardware you know people keep asking me this i guess they're waiting for the next iphone or they're waiting for the next you know it's going to be a tablet right now everybody's talking about the foldables foldable computers foldable phones look we plateaued in hardware they're just trying to come up with more like like uh, I guess gimmicky things you could do with with hardware. It's not about hardware. It's about tech that runs the hardware, and that's just it. You can have the most awesome foldable phone or laptop, but if you haven't optimized the hardware, I mean the software, it's all for nothing. Okay, that's kind of what sunk uh, um, Android Wear or now Wear OS or whatever it is. They keep rebooting that. Look what happened to Windows Mobile, Windows Phone, and Windows Mobile, Windows Phone. Everything just kept going back and forth. Uh, it it sucked because they were never able to finalize that. You know, it's uh, so it's it's all in software and it's obviously artificial intelligence, augmented reality. That's just the future of things. Um, the I think we're bridging the gap of what is uh, making software tangible. I think that's what they're trying to get to because you can touch hardware, but you can't touch software. You can interact with software, but imagine being able to touch software. You know, that'd be interesting. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that. So that's what I still hold. And I actually was interviewed regarding um, that. And that was the last question people asked me on that one I, when I was interviewed for Real Estate Uncensored. So I recommend you check that out because what I predicted then is still relevant two and a half years later. Okay, that wraps up the tech questions. Let's go on to, I guess these are the fun ones. These are the personal questions. Uh, what's your favorite music? Well, um, for those of you that follow me, you probably know I'm a big fan of instrumental, classical, symphonic, some opera, mostly uh, film music. And it's actually film score, but it's not just film. It's television and, and games because uh, honestly, film music has kind of gotten like uh, too commercialized. It's too much Hans Zimmer. Not I'm not shooting down Hans Zimmer, okay? I'm a fan of Hans Zimmer, for those of you that know him. It's just that his minions and producers and studios want the same sound for everything. Here's an example. 
Inception comes out with the blah, and everything after that came out with the blah. So it's like, dude, you're just beating your dead horse here. Hans Zimmer couldn't do anything with it ever since. He has to come up with something original every time. But every time he does, the like almost every movie and trailer copies him. So it, it is annoying, and there's really no originality left in um in the film music. But anyway, um, it's really hard for me to find a radio station that plays these things. So I actually bought into a subscription service with uh, Google Play Music so I can listen to the latest and greatest soundtracks there and some of the older ones. Um, some of the much older ones are like the rare collectors that I have to seek it out. So I actually relied on Groove Music to play for my OneDrive because everything was there, but Apple, I mean, Microsoft killed it. Uh, like they disconnected it from the cloud, so I can't really listen to that anymore. So I have to manually load my music onto my phone, which is why if you hear my complaints about the BlackBerry in being able to use Android Auto, that's why I don't use Bluetooth because it's an audio file. I can't really hear the quality of my music because I use FLAC files for everything. Um, Bluetooth is just not there yet for um, wireless transfer of FLAC files in for to satisfy an audio file with a 24 kilobyte per second bit rate. Okay, uh, let's see, what's your favorite TV show right now? Uh, well, since Daredevil uh, was canceled, I have to say Cobra Kai. Yeah. And, well, if I talk any more, more about it, I'll spoil it. So Cobra Kai, YouTube Premium is worth it just for Cobra Kai. All right, next over, what's your favorite show of all time? Um, I actually have uh, two answers to this because growing up as a kid was one show that I still love to this day. But as an adult, it's another show that I still love to this day, even though it's been off the air for some time. Growing up as a kid, my favorite show was Batman the Animated Series. Volumes one through four. Uh, the fourth one is still good. It has some really good highlighted moments. But the original hand-drawn volumes one, two, and three, that's what everything is measured against. Like if you don't... You don't uh, match the quality of that, then you you fell you fall flat on your face. So Batman the Animated Series, still my favorite, and I'm looking to pick it up on Blu-ray. My uh, a favorite TV show as an adult um, is 24. Yes, 24. I'm a big 24 fanboy. I'm not a big fan of 24 Legacy. It lost its magic there. I did enjoy the the limited series run that was uh, 24 uh, Living of the Day. Uh, which was really good. I actually enjoyed it. But uh, the original canon of the, the show, never missed it. It actually, I, one of the few shows I could say that uh, when, uh, at the time, because it came out a long time ago, the whole family would just stand and watch. We wouldn't even answer our phones, unless it's commercial break. But that that was 24 for you. And it spoke to our times back then. So I really enjoyed that. Okay. Um, what's your favorite movie? Look, that's a loaded question. I, I used to be a film critic, so I, I enjoy movies of all genres of different sorts. <sighs> um, but if it's going to be one, it's going to be a Christopher Nolan movie. And I highly regard Interstellar as his best movie. So I guess by default, I'm going to say Interstellar. Yeah. And I watched it with my kids, and they love the movie too. And they're like six, almost four, and almost two. And they enjoy that movie. So it's something that we can all watch together, and it's it's fun. Who's your favorite superhero? Well, I wouldn't say he's super, but he definitely is a hero, and that's Batman. And if you guys didn't know that, then, man, you guys are not paying attention. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's Batman, bar none. Um, but if I had to break him up, though, Batman for DC and Marvel, I think everybody loved Spider-Man growing up as a kid. I did, too. But it wasn't until 
uh, Netflix did justice to Daredevil that reminded me why I really connected with Daredevil the most. Uh, on a personal level, I connect with both the mythology of Batman overcoming your fears and in the case of the man without fear, Daredevil, in having to deal with what he believed were gifts that were given to him by God, but he's feels that the devil's coming out of him and that's why he's returning to confessional so it's like i am going i'm not being a good catholic because um the god the gifts that god gave me i'm using them for bad i want to use them for bad you know it's like that conflict within like are you serving god or you're not serving god you know that that that, that interplay in that character that's what i relate with absolutely the most um but i still got to give my nod to batman although some would argue like dorkley did that daredevil is batman He's blind, right? <laughs> so uh, he sees with sonar. All right, that's the fun stuff. I let's go to the next one over because I don't want this video to get too long either. This one is, how's your diet going? So this is the first question of the health and fitness stuff. Um, how's your diet going? This is in reference to me having put off 80 pounds two years ago. Um, it's still going strong, but I don't call it a diet. It's a, it's a lifestyle. So eating healthy is a lifestyle. I work out five to six times a week. Depending on the intensity, I do work out the sixth day. Otherwise, I'll do mostly stretches and Pilates to do something more low impact. And of course, I spend time with my family and it's more active. So that's what I do for Saturday and Sunday. I rest. Okay. Uh, do you go, how often do you go to the gym? Okay. Uh, I guess not counting last week, I don't go to the gym. Uh, I work out from home, but with my little, my smallest one being able to open doors now, I cannot work out safely with weights with him wandering around. Like, oh snap, I almost like I'm lifting, doing uh, curls and he's trying to pop right through like, whoop, nope. So uh, I've been hitting the gym since last week and I try to go in the mornings, um, like up right and very early before the sun's up because it's a lot it, it wakes you up. So um, I, I guess you could say uh, I, I just, I work out at the gym now five, six times a week. And I'm getting a phone call, but this one's going to voicemail. I'll call it afterwards. Okay, how do you control your cravings? You know, this is in relations to eating healthy. Uh, how do you space out your meals? I eat six times uh, a day. But I eat them in smaller portions. And to control the cravings, that's what this is for. I drink uh, about four of these because that, that would equate about uh, at least 12 cups of water daily. So that's what I do. I drown my cravings out. Okay, And it's mostly just water. Sometimes I'll have coffee um, or, or Celsius. Celsius, pay me money. Okay, uh, how did you lose your weight? Now, that's uh, um, my, my, my latest episode of my podcast. Um, is an interview with my health coach. So I recommend you check that out, uh, Healthy Habits with Priscilla. Check that episode out and I'll answer in depth the question there. Uh, so I'll tip to the next question over. How long did it take you to lose weight? I lost 80 pounds in three and a half months. I started April 5th, 2017 and I hit my goal by July 12th. I think that's three and a half months, right? Uh, so it's less than three and a half months. And after that, I just waned into fitness and nutrition as it should be and i'm eating about average about 2800 calories a day and losing weight 
So that's that's that. And if you want to learn more about that weight loss stuff, I recommend you check out that episode. I didn't post it up on YouTube. I only posted it on the podcast. And I recommend you, de- you definitely check out the meat of the show, which is the podcast. Uh, even if you're not that into real estate, I, I try to diversify a lot more going forward. Although the month of June, I'm doing a limited series addressing rent control because it's it's an issue that's getting out of control here in Southern in California in general. But most of all, this fight is going to be nationwide. Um, what is rent control? How did it come about? What does it mean and what does it do? That is what I'm intending to answer through the month of June because people need to know. And it look and as much as I wanted to keep my podcast itself scheduled every Monday based on certain things that have been happening in the past few weeks, um, I'll be doing special edition podcasts popping up in between those Mondays because uh, there's just crazy special elections happening and people are trying to raise taxes up the wazoo just across all um, all areas. And this affects you directly, especially if you're living here in Southern California. You're going to want to be in the know. So um, you can follow me on youtube but i definitely recommend on any of the podcast directories down below subscribe to my show and tune in every monday morning pacific standard time at 10 a.m and you'll have an episode about that but the month of june i'm devoting it strictly to rent control this issue is just like a wildfire spreading around like crazy the state of oregon has basically made rent control statewide it's insane uh that's the first time it's been tried after california might be the first last year it isn't and it's it's pretty scary what's going on because you lose rights to your own house and that's uh that's an infringement, um, a, a power grab that most people say they're afraid of the government, um, but their own state's doing that against them. So um, I definitely want to inform people and keep them up to date. So again, you can just uh, subscribe to my channel here, but please follow my podcast on any of the podcast directories down below. I'm across a bunch of everything except for iHeartRadio and Pandora, still waiting to be approved by them. I don't know what the holdup is, but hopefully they approve me pretty soon. And that does it for this Q&A session. Thank you for your questions to, for any form that you submitted them. Um, all my socials are down below if you have any questions regarding um, anything I talked about today if you want uh, another question you want featured some other time by all means you can leave them here in the YouTube comments down below please keep it uh, friendly I, I, I'm, I've enjoyed that uh, in all the time that I've, I've been on YouTube uh, no one's uh, been abusing the comments I do moderate them so I never had to take one down so I'm happy about that and uh, um, I, I would mention that uh, if you want to follow me on, on Instagram TV, there's a lot of back behind the scenes stuff that I recommend. And as I grow to hit 1 million combined views, thank you so much. Um, I, I want to hit a certain subscriber base because I do, I've have gained more subscribers, but I would love to do another giveaway like I did, um, last year. It's just a, a, a more so to uh, for all of you like as as a reward to, to give you an opportunity to to win some goodies, and what that is I'm not entirely sure yet, but I'll plan it as it comes along. But if as soon as I hit five thousand subscribers, I want to do another giveaway. So I'm about halfway there. So it's just uh, small milestones here, here and there. So thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Andres Segovia Show, and I'll see you on the next one.